A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. George R. R. Martin. Find out what your hero or heroine wants, and when he or she wakes up in the morning, just follow him or her all day. Ray Bradbury. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull, and I am arguing for single point of view. And I'm Lee Esses, and I like writing in multiple points of view. See how I said arguing for? Because I like both, really. It just depends on the story. As a reader and as an editor, but the books you've published so far are all single point of view. But as a writer, I write other things, too. So I win. Thanks for listening. Write selfishly. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. (laughs) This episode is about having a single point of view or multiple point of view narrations. This is different from our first or third person point of view thing. That term point of view is difficult because it's used in two different contexts. I recently saw someone post online saying, how do I make sure that my characters from all my different points of view have interesting and distinct voices? And some people say, so long as the dialogue has the voice, the narration doesn't have to. I vehemently disagree. But if that's kind of your point of view, you're writing a third person omniscient because you're writing omniscient, there isn't a point of view character where you're seeing the scene through the character's eyes. The thing with having a point of view that is not omniscient is that the narration is like the internal thoughts of that character. So if you have a single person that you're just following that one person and their internal thoughts, it's so much easier because you don't have to worry about the distinct styles. You don't have to worry about switching what the character would notice from point of view to point of view because it's all just one character. But if you find yourself head hopping as you're writing and you really wish you didn't and that's a habit you want to break then perhaps writing from multiple points of view will serve you better. And that means writing the first part of the scene from character A's point of view. And then when you feel yourself wanting to take character B's point of view, do a scene break and then take character B's point of view. I see it differently because if you're having a problem with head hopping, which is the concept of in a single paragraph or a single sentence, you're switching the style of narration to a different character. So you'll kind of go from the thoughts of one character to the thoughts of another. If you're doing that already, you're probably already struggling with the multiple point of view. So you need to focus in on just a single person. You only see everything from this one person's point of view. If you aren't sure if you're doing this or not, this is something definitely to look into and probably something we will devote to a whole episode sometime soon. One of the things about a single person point of view, whether you're doing first or third, there are some genres that really work better with a single point of view for many reasons. In mysteries like whodunits, it's the ability to keep information selectively away from the reader because they can only see what this character sees. So the first Harry Potter is very much a whodunit style story. And you only see things from Harry's very narrow point of view, which works for that story. You can't tell me you wouldn't have loved to have seen certain things 
from Hermione's point of view with the troll in the dungeon and why she decided to say it's my fault instead of just telling the truth. What's going through the Weasley twins' heads as they're seeing Peter Pettigrew in the same room as their brother all the time on the Marauder's map? These other points of views would have made the story much more entertaining to read. But then we would have lost some of the mysteries of the world. And with that being, especially the later books, a YA style book, you lose some of the connection with the main character if you hop around too much. And that's what young adults usually look for is a strong connection to the main character. Maybe it's just that I really like writing ensemble pieces, but it's more difficult for me as an author to not make the MC perfect because in an ensemble piece, you need all of these other characters in order to accomplish the goal. They need each other. As compared to a single point of view, the character just sort of figures it out on their own and they don't need the team, which makes it very difficult to make them have good flaws You can have a single point of view with an ensemble piece. You just don't see everything from their viewpoint. But then you still have a single main character. Not necessarily. I mean, Harry Potter, yes, Harry Potter is technically the main character, but I wouldn't say Ron or Hermione were any less of main characters than Harry. I've also found in my experience, the books that I write from a single character's point of view are much more difficult to finish than the books that I write from several characters' points of view. Mostly, I think that comes down to if I get stuck or if I slow down my momentum, I can just hop to another secondary character and another interesting plot line and throw in a fight scene and then get back into the groove and finish things up. See, I have the opposite problem because I have a hard time with writing out of timeline. And so if I get stuck on a scene, I can't just bounce to a different point of view and work on their scene because this other scene isn't done yet and it comes first. Does it have to come first, though? Yes. So you just plot it, outline it, and then come back to it? No. (laughs) Back to the genres real quick. I've also found that multiple points of view is helpful in giving your reader information that your main character doesn't have. That way, if your reader figures it out before the main character does, the main character doesn't feel like they're not smart enough to solve it because the reader has figured it out first. There is one thing, though, that I have seen commonly in multiple point of views ensemble pieces. Sometimes if you have multiple point of view characters in maybe a little bit of large ensemble pieces, you'll get those characters that the reader doesn't connect with. And it's not all readers, but you have entire segments of readers that don't connect with that particular character. So they'll skim those bits. This is why single point of view can really help is if you create that one character that they're following, you don't have to worry about them skimming bits because they don't like that narration. Same problem, I have a different solution. I really feel like it's an opportunity for your reader to keep going if they don't like a voice. If they don't like the voice of your main character from the beginning and that's the only voice that there is, then they're going to put it down. I put down Lord Fowlsbane. I don't remember for certain if it was multiple points of view or just the one, but I hated the main character. I like threw it against the wall and didn't pick it up for years. And that was only just to put it back on the bookshelf. I did not like the main character, so I didn't finish the book. 
if there were other more reasonable main characters, other more reasonable points of view, I would slog through his in order to continue what could have been a very interesting story. But sometimes the story gets lost when you are constantly jumping from character to character. I don't really feel like that happens. But if you have too many subplots going on with characters all doing their own thing, that just leads to a jumble that's not one cohesive story until the very end. I feel like I said that to you earlier this month. Yeah, you've told me that I have an entirely too large of a cast. Yes. Which is usually a problem for those with multiple point of views, but somehow I got it in my single point of view thing anyway. I just have a lot of people. When was the last time you wrote from a villain's point of view? When I was writing Jaren in the still-to-be-finished Amethyst and Emeralds. And it was really boring and you hated it and you're just never going to write from his point of view again, right? Love writing from his point of view. (laughs) Right? It's so much fun to write from a villain's point of view. I have found that 100% of the time when my villains fail, it's because I'm not taking their point of view. Having multiple points of views allows you to take a villain's point of view and keep it interesting. Having a great villain is important. And if you are struggling making your villain great, consider taking their point of view. You can take their point of view without having to put that in your book. Write different scenes from them, leave it out, maybe add that as bonus content and teaser stuff or whatever, but you can still stick to one point of view because in general, if you want to pursue traditional publishing, most publishing companies want as few point of views as possible. Having a distinct handful versus having a huge cast, I can understand, but it's part of the craft to know how to use multiple points of view to your advantage as a storyteller. I also feel like it should be part of the craft to be able to tell a good story from a single point of view, because that does provide a little bit of challenge when it comes to information flow. This is one of those things, if you want to challenge yourself, what do you struggle with most? Do you struggle with trying to conceal information or do you struggle with having a cast of characters? If you struggle having a good, interesting cast of characters or if you too often have a single boring character, maybe you should do multiple point of view. But if you need to work on that information concealment, do single point of view because that's the best way to do it. Just write yourself a Harry Potter type character that is dense and doesn't notice anything. I feel like having distinct characters comes when you have distinct voices between the characters. It all depends on what you need to do. I think we can agree that each story has a need. Some stories really need multiple points of view. Some stories are better served with a single point of view. Whichever story you're telling... However you, the author, decide to tell it, the first draft especially, you got to make sure you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 